This is Joan Donnie speaking. How would you like to have good success in all that you can do? In all that you do, how would you like to have good success in all that you do and have righteousness also? We have two primary scriptures on this subject. If we will do these things, God promises us that we will have good success in all that we do. First, look at Psalm 1, Psalm chapter the first psalm, Psalm 1. I saw these two sections of scripture when I was a new Christian in 1975. At that time, I owned a business in Dallas, Texas, American Indian Arts business. I determined to live by these scriptures, and I did have good success in all that I did while I lived by these scriptures. I can guarantee you this works. This is a promise of God to us, the church. And if we choose to go another way, a way opposite to the world, we can have good success in all that we do. Let's look at that way. Starting at Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Stopping there for a moment. Most people, when they're doing something or facing something, they go to a lawyer or they go to a financial consultant or they go to someone they respect and ask, what do you think about this? And get the opinion of that person. Here's the problem with that plan. Those people don't know the future. God does. So if you go to them, you take a big risk. They might advise you not to do something that is going to be very profitable. Or they might advise you to do something and the bottom falls out of the economy two months later. But with God, you have a sure thing. For God knows all things, present, past, and future. If you will go to God with the ideas and pray for wisdom and ask him for wisdom, as it says to do in James 1.5, and if you will do these things, going to God instead of going to humans, he will lead you and develop your thoughts about what to do and guide you by his spirit, and you will be led into prosperity and good success in everything you do in this life. And this is a promise of God written for us in the Bible. So let's read it again. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Our delight is in what? The word of God. The word from God. The word of God. The Holy Bible. And 
the word that God would deliver us by an angel or the word that God would deliver us by the Holy Spirit or whichever word we're certain is of God. And our delight is in the law of the Lord, the rules of God. The rules of God for the New Testament church are in the New Testament Bible. We don't live by the Old Testament laws where they sacrifice animals for sins. We live trusting in Jesus Christ and his blood. So there are rules for the Old Testament, but there also are rules for the New Testament. If we read the New Testament and conform our way to those scriptures, we're walking in the law of the Lord for the New Testament. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Why? Because if you will meditate in these scriptures, just one scripture at a time is sufficient. But if you have one scripture that has been called to your attention recently, take that scripture. Think about it day and night. Cause your life to conform to that scripture. Allow that scripture to get so deep in you that it rises up to lead you as you go through this life. And it helps you make your decisions of this life. Meditate day and night, he says, and you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It's pretty hard to blow down a tree if it's planted by the rivers of water. Well, the rivers of water to us are the Bible, the scriptures. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. We drink of that water of the Bible, and when the time is right, that scripture rises up to lead us in the way of God which is a way of success. Most Christians that I know are not successful. They go to church, but they don't live by the Word of God. They don't apply the Word of God to their lives. They think they are righteous because they go to church. You have to actually do the Word of God or you deceive yourself into thinking you're righteous when you're not. Every time I read the Bible, I'm looking for something to do, some instruction, something to conform my life to, for I know it is a sure way for this life as well as for all eternity. So those people who live by the word of God and really apply the scriptures to their lives are like trees that are planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. You will not lose your endurance if you stay focused on these scriptures. If you become focused on television you might grow weary, and you may take in a bunch of things that are ungodly. 
bunch of concepts that are ungodly. Now, I watch television some, but some people who are Christians watch it all the time. We had a woman in our church group who used to be a godly woman. And toward the end of her time with us, she turned into something else. When I would talk to her by phone and share a scripture, she was dead silent. But the minute I began to talk about some TV show or some actor or actress, she livened up and jumped in the conversation. I could tell where her heart was. It wasn't with the scriptures any longer. She stopped along the way. We have to endure to the end. So he says, if you keep the word of God before you day and night, your leaf won't wither. Here's the promise of God that I mentioned to you at the beginning of this podcast. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's a promise of God. If we do these things, whatsoever we do, we'll prosper. We have a parallel to this story in Joshua chapter 1. Please turn to that. God says to Joshua in verse 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. What would this mean that no man can stand before us all the days of thy life? Well, what it means is this. They may look formidable. They may disagree with the way of God, but they will never overcome you. They will never overcome you. In my case, there are certain people that would like to keep me off the air because of the messages. Most ministers today will not speak about things like divorce and remarriage, homosexuals and what it says in the Bible about homosexuals and lesbians. Most broadcast stations, if they could, would keep you off the air from speaking these things. They would keep you off the air if you speak about sin in the churches. You basically could not speak the Bible in most cases. I have found that God just makes a way for me to be able to speak about these things. For example, on divorce and remarriage, we ask, what does the Bible say? If you, as a divorced woman, went to five or ten churches in your area and asked the pastors, I, if, can I remarry as a divorced woman? Am I permitted in the church to remarry as a divorced woman? You are going to hear, of course you can. God wants you to be happy. You are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. You can remarry. That is not at all what the scriptures teach. 
In Matthew 5, verse 32, you will have an answer. And in 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11, you will have an answer if you are a divorced woman. Or if you as a man are planning to marry a divorced woman. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, Jesus says, Whosoever marrieth her that is divorced committeth adultery. So if you marry a divorced woman in the sight of God, you commit adultery. What about the woman? What does Jesus say concerning the woman? Matthew five thirty-two. He tells the men, don't divorce a faithful wife. Because if you divorce a faithful wife, you will be the cause of her committing adultery because she will go out and remarry. When she remarries, she will commit adultery. You're not going to hear preachers say that because it would not be popular. But that is what the Bible says. This is just one of the doctrines that they have departed from. You can read it in Matthew 5.32 and compare it with 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11, because Paul said that this is a commandment of the Lord in 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11. And Paul says, Let not, let not the wife depart from her husband, but if, but and if she departs, let her remain unmarried or return to her husband. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus said to the man, if you divorce and remarry, you commit adultery against the woman. If you and if you are a woman and you divorce and remarry, you commit adultery against your husband. That's in Mark chapter 10. In Romans chapter 7, Paul clearly states that the woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but and if he be dead, she is free to remarry, but only in the Lord, only to another Christian. Now, these are the things the Bible teaches. They have been done away with, for the most part nowadays, because society would not agree with it. If you preach these things, you are not going to have a big attendance at your church. You're going to have less money because you have fewer people. So you can't teach these things. Many times you can't teach these things and be on a radio broadcast. They'll put you off the air. Concerning homosexuals and lesbians, Romans chapter 1. That I'm speaking what the Bible says, not what I think, what the Bible says. God calls it vile affections in Romans chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. You have to go by that. And so far as a homosexual saying he's he was born homosexual, God gave me an answer to that. And it is in Mark chapter 10. From the beginning, God created them male and female. He did not create people male, female, homosexual, and lesbian. You were either male or female. 
there are states in the United States right now that are working toward not putting the gender on a birth certificate for a baby, leaving that off. It's getting wilder and wilder. We go by one thing, what the Bible says. We structure our lives by what the Bible says. Therefore, there will be no man be able to stand before us. They will try to. But God will make a way of escape for us. We will be persecuted for speaking these things, but God makes a way of escape that we shall be able to bear it. That is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. So in Joshua 1, 5, we read, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. God says to Joshua, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. This is a parallel scripture with Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. I will not leave thee nor forsake thee, God promises to the church. God continues to speak to Joshua, and he speaks to us with the same information. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Now we don't do the law of Moses today, but we do the rules of the New Testament. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Don't turn away from the New Testament. Those are the rules of God for the church. He says, turn not from it. Let's use that New Testament in this passage. Turn not from the Bible, from the New Testament, to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. I always think of it sort of like a highway. And you start to veer off to the right on the highway, and there is a scripture which pulls you back to center of the highway. You go along for another few miles, and you start to go off to the left, and there's it's like a billboard with a scripture on it. And because of that scripture, you pull back to the center. Let me give you this example. This happened to me a few years ago. I had been thinking about Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 for several days. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Edify means to build you up in the faith in God, in the Bible, in the Word of God, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Reading once again, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So for about a week I had been looking closely at this scripture and trying to structure my speech by this scripture. Will this build up that person in the faith in God? Or, if I speak this, 
Will it cause them to be discouraged or fearful? Or will it cause them to be clever in their own flesh and enjoy their own flesh? None of that will work. The only thing that works is being built up in God, in the Word of God, the way of God. So I thought about it for several days. Then I happened to be at my neighbor's house one night, and I was visiting with them. And this was during the time of the presidential election in the United States a few years ago. And I wanted so much to say, and what do you think about the election? Let's look at that statement. Is that going to edify them in the way of God? Absolutely not. It's going to stir up the flesh and do no good work. It will not minister grace to those people if I say this, but I sure wanted to say it. I really wanted to say it. And as I'm sitting there talking to them, I'm saying to God, please don't let me say this. Please don't let me say this. Finally, I got up and went home. And I, had, I did not speak this to them that I wanted to speak. In that case, the scripture ruled over me because I had been thinking about it for several days. And I did the scripture, and God enabled me to do the scripture, and the scripture won out over my own flesh. This is, by the way, what it means to suffer in the flesh. You don't let your flesh rule over you. Your flesh wants to say these things, but you know they will not be good for the other person. So you control yourself by the word of God and through prayer, asking God, please don't let me say this. Picking up with Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Remember when Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you? Don't pursue things. Pursue scripture. If you pursue scriptures like I've talked about on this podcast, the time will come, the things will be there. But if you pursue things, you will deny the scriptures because you will go out there and do things in order to get the things And you very often will deny the scriptures by the effort to accumulate money. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, That's uh, 1 Timothy 6. 
And Paul said those people who follow after things and follow after money bring great sorrow on themselves. You can live in great joy or great sorrow. As Christians, if we will follow after scriptures diligently day after day, the things will be added to us along the way. I'm 82 years old, and I sit here with things all around me. I have a wonderful sound system. I have a wonderful TV. I have everything I need. And I never tried to get money. After I was born again, I never tried to get money. I tried to follow scripture. One scripture at a time. Sometimes it would be that one I gave earlier in Ephesians four twenty nine, Or it might be in Proverbs 1. Or it might be in uh, Joshua 1. Or it could be in Matthew 6 or 7. It was whichever scripture was called to my mind by the Holy Spirit. And I took that road as long as it would hold out. For sometimes this one scripture will take you months, months. Every day you've got that burning in you. And you get up and you look at that scripture and it is not old to you. It feels new and alive. And you do it as long as it stays alive. And along the way... Toward the end of the road with that scripture, you're going to get another scripture. So all of a sudden, it's lively, and you follow that scripture. And then you go on that road for a while, and then you get another scripture, and it becomes lively, and pretty soon you're at your destination. And that's what it's like. Follow scripture. In order to follow scripture, the Holy Spirit has to bring that scripture to your attention and it kind of burns through you. Stop and just look at that one scripture and follow it as far as it will take you until another scripture is given to you. I've done this all my life. Well, for the last 40 years, I should say, since I've been a Christian. And you, it doesn't fail you. You will never fail this way. You'll have persecutions. I've had lots of persecution in the past 40 years, uh, mostly from Christians who didn't read the Word of God and went another way. I've had lots of persecution. But my house hasn't fallen. I'm still anchored to this same house that I had 40 years ago because it's the Word of God. It's my sure anchor. It won't fall. Your house won't fall. We'll close with one more scripture. Please turn to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Jesus says, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. He's got a good foundation when he is going to grab a scripture and hold on to it and do it. It's like building your house on a good foundation. And the rain descended and the floods came. You're going to have trouble. And the winds blew and beat upon that house, but it fell not, 
for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. The difference between hearing the word of God and doing the word of God and hearing the word of God and not doing the word of God. I found the majority of Christians today hear the word of God and fail to do the word of God. And that is not opposed to what Jesus said because in Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 he said few would find the way of life. Many go in the way of destruction. But few find the way of life. The way of life are doing these scriptures one at a time. God said to me once, one, one step at a time, one step at a time, it is enough. Where you want to start is with whatever scripture has been called to your attention by the Holy Spirit. Whatever scripture that's burned through you recently. How, do you have a scripture that just kind of doesn't want to go away? Don't try to make it go away. Grab it. Look at it. Do it. Keep doing it. Continue in it. Drain every drop of blood out of that scripture. For that's your strength. That's your way to success. The world will think this is foolish because they don't accept the things of God. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, neither can they know them because they're spiritually discerned. But some of you listening to me today can know them. Some of you listening today, the spirit in you is saying, that's right, that's right. Agreeing with the word of God. I know some of you might be driving down the highway. You might not have been able to copy these scriptures down. Don't worry. I have copied them all down for you. As soon as I finish this broadcast, I'll be returning, turning the recorder off. I will sit down and listen to it and I will copy out every scripture that I've spoken of in order of the time that I've spoken it. You can go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. You will see podcasts on the right-hand side of our homepage. Click on podcast. You can see today's exhortation. You can hear it again if you wish to. You can follow every scripture that I have spoken. You can print out these scriptures and keep them before you day and night so that you will be strong enough to do them. Again, our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Be sure and put that word exhortation on it when you type it into your computer because there are several ministries, Jesus Ministries. Our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. This is Joan Boney speaking, and I do thank you again for letting me speak to you today.